There were a lot of really, really good things to take away from the Arizona scrimmage that was open to the public this past Saturday. Let's get to it here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke, coming to you live from Ta- Lake Tahoe. <laughs> All right, we got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk, basically going to break down a ton of the scrimmage from yesterday and what everybody, what my thoughts were, what I think you can expect from this Wildcats team going forward, and what are realistic and reasonable expectations for this squad. But first, got to talk about the quarterback spot and There's been a lot of talk about, you know, where exactly does Arizona stand? We've said from the beginning, Jaden Delore is going to be your starting quarterback, and he should be your starting quarterback because he's good. And on top of that, he's the Pac-12 freshman of the year. You don't bring in Pac-12 freshman of the years not to play. It's, It's basically the way it is. But there's no doubt about it. Delora had struggled a little bit throughout camp. And a lot of people were wondering, you know, what exactly, uh, what's the deal here? Is he, is he that guy? And sometimes players come around that are just, for lack of a better term, they're just gamers. Nick Foles was this. You would always hear that Nick Foles wasn't a great practice quarterback, but the second that he came in, when he took over for Matt Scott, you could just tell that in-game situations, Nick Foles was that guy. And that's just kind of the way it was. Now, with Jaden Delora, I think there's probably some similar qualities to that because when when the balls have been live, you've seen a guy that's been able to make plays and he made a lot of plays out there in that scrimmage. He has, he has some beautiful touchdown passes and there's no reason to believe that he's not going to be the starter and that he won't be the starter all season. He's got the confidence of the coaching staff and deservedly. So then you look at the backup QB situation. I think you're looking at a, uh, I think you're looking at having Noah Fafita as your backup QB. Noah Fafita is that quarterback who, um, sure, he's 5'7". We've never really seen anything like it before, but there hasn't been one practice, there hasn't been one scrimmage where he looked like he was out of his element. I don't expect that to really be uh, any different going forward. So he's going to be your backup, and then I think after that, you've got a player, or excuse me, Jordan McLeod, who... McLeod's been McLeod's been good. I mean, he's he's as McLeod's your second or third string quarterback. You're fine with that. You probably don't want him being your starter. But if Jordan McLeod's your third quarterback going into the season and playing all year, then I am more than okay with that. I sign off on that. The quarterback situation is in a much much better spot than it was last year, and you've obviously got to give a lot of kudos to Jed Fish on that one as well. Um, moving over to the running back spot. You're going to see a lot of, uh, I think you're looking at kind of a changing of the guard right here. I think you're going to be looking at a uh, Jonah Coleman, who we've talked about quite a bit, freshman out of Folsom, California, about 5'8", 210, something like that. But at 5'8", 210, he can really move. He's got some wiggle to him, and he sees running lanes where other guys don't necessarily see running lanes. Big fan of Jonah Coleman. And between him and DJ transfer from uh, Florida State via Auburn, I think those two could be your two bell cows right there because 
is, you know, Drake Anderson's solid. Drake Anderson's never going to be next level. I think Michael Wiley kind of falls into that same pattern. And Jalen John has just had a hard time staying on the field. But so right now, I think those are your two running backs. I'm fine at the I'm fine at the offensive line uh, along the offensive line as long as everybody stays healthy. That's the concern. That's the problem. Is that can everybody stay healthy? We're talking big time college football right here, and a lot of times that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't really occur. But if everybody can stay healthy, I think you know the starting five is solid. Where you've got Jordan Morgan, you got Peyton Fears obviously at the tackle positions. And then you've got Josh Donovan, Josh Baker, and Jonas Sabanea anchoring the uh, interior line. That's not bad. So I think well, that's where we'll find out, though, about the offensive line and where they are. But you got to find some depth right there. Again, like Leif Magnuson, I think he's a pretty good player. I think he's got some really uh, really good potential to him. But you also ne- we also need to see a little bit – also need to just see a little bit more of him, to be quite frank. Now, the other guys looking at are along that offensive line. Again, you don't have you don't have a ton there. So these guys got to stay healthy and if Arizona is going to reach its potential, it's going to reach its potential because that offensive line was able to stay healthy and protect Jaden Delora. Now, it does help Jaden Delora that he's got that line in front of him because having that line in front of him um if it does break down Delora can move around a little bit. Fafita can move around a little bit. McLeod can move around a little bit. It makes things easier. So that's kind of where you at. You that's kind of where uh, you are right now at the quarterback, running back, and offensive line. Now, getting to the strength of the team is the wide receiver unit, and it's been years since you could say that the wide receiver unit was a strength of Arizona basketball or Arizona basketball, Arizona football. Now, it starts and stops with Jacob Cowing. This is the best player on the team. We're going to keep talking about it, but Jacob Cowing is the best player on this roster. He is basically everything that you want. You wish he'd be a little bit taller, but he can make people miss. He can get into the open field and break tackles. My only concern with him is that you really don't want to see him returning kicks, mainly because he's so important that you can't have him get hurt. That's where I'd like to have Speedy Luke, not me, returning those kicks. And we're going to get to Speedy Luke here in just a minute here. Big big fan of Speedy Luke, Rayshon Speedy Luke. So, but you've got right there, you've got obviously Jacob Cowling. Then I think the other two receivers that are probably the best right now are Tatora McMillan, a lot of people have talked about how, you know, he hasn't necessarily been on the same page as his quarterbacks, but that's also to be expected because he's a freshman and Arizona's trying to force him into the equation. So, and you saw in the spring, or excuse me, you saw during fall uh, scrimmage, he was able to bully for a touchdown. I think there's going to be a lot more of that uh, in the foreseeable future when it comes to, uh, uh, to Tora McMillan. And our guy, Jamari Joyner, you got to get into a little bit better shape probably carrying a few too many pounds, but you know, when you haven't been able to play football because of a broken foot, that's to be expected. And he has looked good throughout camp. He looked, he looked good again during a scrimmage. Now it's fair to say, it's fair to point out that he didn't, um, you know, there was probably off a broken coverage where he scored. Cool. Fair enough. But he's still, he's still been able to push guys around during, uh, during scrimmage during fall camp, or excuse me, during fall camp. He's a bigger dude. He's older. He's checking in at about six, one, two, 10, something like that. So 
I think Arizona is hoping that he can be maybe that third wide receiver. And if he's that third wide receiver, and again, you got to keep him on a pitch count because he does have the, uh, he does have bad, uh, you know, he's got a bad lingering foot situation, but if he can stay healthy, I think that he, he, Jacob Cowing and Totora McMillan are probably your three wide receivers this year. Now, looking at some of the other players, Kevin Green, big fan of his. He's going to hit the field for sure. I think, still think his impact is probably more as a sophomore, junior, senior, but we're big fans of him. We've talked quite a bit about how what he can bring to the table, and there's uh, there's been nothing to indicate that he can't. Dorian Singer, solid, going to be in the rotation. Not sure where, but Dorian Singer will always be in the rotation. Then... When you look at the uh, the back, or excuse me, when you look at uh, uh, wide receiver, that's a little bit of a question mark, but brings some real potential. Talking about AJ Jones, AJ Jones looks like he's eight feet tall. When you go to practice, he just stands out. He is a massive individual, and he at the same time is he's raw, but. The coaching staff obviously has great expectations for him, and you saw when he caught an 80-yard touchdown pass during a scrimmage and he ran away from the defender, you could see exactly what coaches were looking at when they saw A.J. Jones. So, again, those are some of the guys to certainly keep an eye on. Now, the jack-of-all-trades, Rayshon Luke, a.k.a. Speedy Luke. Nobody ever called me Speedy Luke growing up. Although uh, Ray, Sean, and myself share the same physical dimensions, that's about where we uh, it's about where we differ, or about where that's about the only similarities we have. But on a serious note, you watch him. Arizona hasn't had a player like him in a long time. I mean, you might have to go back to a. I can't even really think of a, a comparison as far as a dynamic guy that can line up everywhere, but Arizona really hasn't had one. He's got a little bit of that Dennis Northcutt in him and how he can make people miss, how he can get into the open field, all of that. But Arizona, again, has not had anything like him in quite a while, um, maybe ever. And it's going to be interesting to see what Jed Fish does with him because he's a little dude. He's You're looking at probably about 5'8", 160. He's not a big guy but he's certainly the most explosive player on the entire team. And we've talked about this a great deal, but there's a lot of guys that are fast. There's not a lot of guys who are football elusive fast, and that's exactly what Speedy Luke is, in that he can get into the open field, then he can make you miss. He's not the straight-line guy. I mean, he can run away from you, but he's not the straight-line guy where – you know, you, you watch him and you're like, all right, well, if somebody's got an angle or he's going to have to make somebody miss, he's probably going to get tripped up. No, there's none of that. You get him into the open field and it's one-on-one. He's making a miss. We call him fam around here. Obviously we're not related to my, to what I, to what I understand, but speedy Luke, big fan from Mike Luke right here. All right. I now talking about, we're going to, we'll stay on the special team since we're going to talk about speedy Luke right here. Now with speedy Luke, got to remember here, What's also fun about Speedy Luke is that I hope that he returns all the kicks this year. Now, I think Jacob Cowing would be absolutely fantastic at that, even though he's never done it. You could just tell that Cowing gets it. But the one thing about Speedy Luke, though, is that he's probably going to get five, six carries out of the backfield, four or five uh, catches. And I'd like to see him handle all of the return duties because – that's what I think his role should be this year. I'm not a big fan of Cowing being in there, mainly because Cowing can't get hurt, and there is a propensity for players to get hurt when they're in those spots. So, again, Speedy Luke, 
if it's up to me, he's handling all the kick return duties because not only is would he be good at it, I think he could prevent some other issues from possibly arising right there. So again, hope, hopefully uh, Speedy Luke takes that role. Then so we'll stick on the special teams before we get to the quarterback, or excuse me, before we get to the defense. Kyle Ostendorp, been a long time since Arizona's had a good punter. Now, it's weird saying that because growing up, I was used to Arizona having good punters. You had the Josh Millers, the Matt Paytons, guys like that. But there's also been a, you know, kind of a revolving door of bad kickers lately. And um, Kyle Ostendorp is not in that revolving door of bad kickers. Kyle Ostendorp is in the revolving door of good kickers going back to a previous era. He's going to be a weapon for Arizona. You could tell that when he was kicking. Um, the ball just booms off of his foot. He's, uh, you know, I, th I think he's aiming for a 43, 44-yard net, something like that, which would be amongst the best in the country. But when you watch him, there's absolutely no indication that he can't do that. Now, the other guy, too, keep an eye on, Tyler Loop was perfect last year on field goals. So I'm not going to take a, really a miss into scrimmage too much into account because, again, we talked about it with quarterbacks, and some kickers are the same way and that they're just gamers. And the quarterback – or excuse me, and the guys that are gamers, they are – they're able to uh, just tune everything out and connect when they need to be able to connect. And hopefully, hopefully Tyler loops that guy. Again, my – the gauntlet I'm laying down is – 45 and in, we need Tyler Loop to be consistent right there. Anything after that, we'll deal with it. But again, that's where you need him to be, Tyler Loop. All right, now, let me tell you about the Bet Online Sportsbook. Formerly Bet Online AG, but I think people were getting confused wondering if Anthony Jamino actually ran an online gambling site. He doesn't. So, Bet Online Sportsbook, though, on a serious note, is where you want to be. It's been around forever. It's easy to navigate. Anthony could probably even navigate it. And you have in game betting, you have in game prop, anything you want, the Bet Online Sportsbook has. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, what would your, what would your analysis be? What would you uh, go to the Bet Online Sportsbook and bet? I love the over of two and a half wins for Arizona football this year. I'm going all over. But the genius of the Bet Online Sportsbook is you don't have to listen to me. You can say to yourself, I think Mike Luke's an idiot. And a lot of times you would be right. And if you think that Mike Luke's an idiot, go against what Mike Luke is saying right there and say, you know what? He's a dork. I'm going under two and a half wins. That would be totally plausible. And you would not be the first person and you would not be the last person to make that decision. But again, check out the Bet Online Sportsbook. That's where you want to be. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. We're going to talk some more of the defense. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. So we talked about the offense right now. Like what I saw, we talked about obviously getting Speedy Luke in there. No relation. And we also talked about the special teams. Now let's get to the defense. First of all, you got a new DC, obviously, in Johnny Nansen. Nansen uh, comes here from UCLA. And um, this is his first time getting to call plays. And I can tell you from watching up close that he is very motivated to succeed. And you might say, well, Mike, any Division I coach should be motivated to succeed. And I tell you, you would think, but then I offer you Kevin Sumlin. Let you think on that one for just a second. All right. But you watch Nansen in the trenches right there. Nansen um, is very involved in everything. He's also involved in the recruiting. Very well thought of. And 
we're going to talk a lot more about the defense tomorrow, but just kind of right now, just talking a little bit about where everything fits in. I think that he's going to run a little bit of that attacking style right there. Now, it's going to have to, with when you have a Jalen Harris, when you have a Hunter Eccles, who we've talked, and we think that they can be really talented, uh, impactful individuals, it's going to be important for them, though, to be able to get that pass rush. Because without the pass rush, it makes everything in the secondary look not nearly as good as maybe it is. And again, we're going to break down the defense in detail in what we saw tomorrow. But, so those there, we know about Keon Bars. He's a beast. He's probably the best D lineman Arizona's had in five, six, seven years. And then you look at that linebacker spot. There's a lot of questions at that linebacker spot, but you're certainly hoping that Jerry Roberts can make that move, that he can be one of those dudes. And if Jerry Roberts can be that guy, then that other linebacker, because keep in mind, it's a 4-2-5, that other linebacker, it becomes a lot easier for them, whether that's uh, Anthony Solomon, whether that's um, uh, excuse me, uh, Malik Reed. Heck, whether that's Sterling Lane. Could be a lot of different guys right there, but you're going to have to keep an eye on that right there. It'll make things a lot easier at that linebacker level, though, if Jerry Roberts is able to solidify one of those spots. All right. Now, on the, at the defensive side, you know, the coaches have talked up Christian Young. And it's it's game time for Christian Young. This is his last year. Christian Young's got to be all conference. You know that's what uh, if you're Arizona, that's what you want to have. You want to have an all conference player right there. And you don't bring a guy to media day, especially somebody that looks and play. You know, looks like he does because he passes every physical eye test that you could come with. Christian Young has got to be that dude. Christian Roland Wallace on the other side, I think, has to be equally impactful. And the other guys. You're looking at a trade in Stukes, players like that. You are going to, um, you're going to need them to really step up. Now, again, we're going to talk about all these guys in depth. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back with you and we're going to wrap everything up. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Wanted to talk just, though, a little bit about what Jed Fish has done. Now, again, I've said it from day one. I have no clue if Jed Fish can coach. No clue, not good or bad, no clue, but everything that he has done has been a plus in my book from going above and beyond to try to get the community involved in Arizona football, which obviously isn't an easy thing to do, getting that and then also having the, uh, being able to get the alumni back engaged and recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. When Jed Fish took over, he said that recruiting would be the lifeblood of his program. He wasn't kidding around. It has been the lifeblood of his program, and I think you're going to continue to see it be the lifeblood of his program. What's uh, he's just got to be able to make that make that understood throughout um, you know this team that we're going to continue to push. We're going to continue to bring in as good players as we can. We want you all to be successful, but you know what? It's going to be a race to the top right here. And that's what good programs do. When good when you have good college football programs, it is a race to the top where you've got all kinds of uh, guys that have high expectations. And Jed Fish, you can tell in one year just how he's overhauled the entire quarterback and wide receiver unit that this thing is on path again i like the i like four or five wins for this team bet online sportsbook check it out right there but just wanted to give you an idea about the offense what i saw the special teams from scrimmage we will be back with you tomorrow 
and we're going to be breaking down the entire defense in depth. You have a great Tuesday, everyone. You have been listening to Locked on Wildcats.